Jesus' name. Amen. There you go. Hi, guys. Happy New Year again. So, yeah, just to emphasize on the point that ST made, the first thing I was going to say as well, mention was about this year, that let's just not walk into it blindly, and let's just be really intentional this year, and uh, be really intentional with what you want to do for God, even in uni, in whatever God has called for you to do. But yeah, so today I am starting the series on community, and I'm talking about friendships. Ooh, who's excited? Amen. So yeah, first of all, I just want to talk about how Jesus himself was a very good model for friendship. And if we all open our Bibles to John 15 from verse 12 to 17, and there we just see how Jesus himself became our friend and how he became a friend to the disciples and what he, what he um, identified as friendship. So yeah, if we're there, John 15, verse 12, I'll read, it says, My commandment is this, love each other um, as I have loved you. Greater love has, one, has no one than this, to lay down his, one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because servants does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and anointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last and so that whatsoever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my commandment, love each other. He would just see Jesus talking to his disciples, you know. He's just telling them about how they're no longer servants. They're no longer, you know, just distance. And they're, they've become friends. And I love one thing that he says, you know, he says that friends know what is on the heart of the Father. They know what's going on, you know. We know in ourselves, in our own lives with our friends, you know, your friends know what's going on. When something happens, you know, the first thing that we do is call our friends. And I just wanted to say that one of our most important friendships that we're meant to have is our friendship with God. You know, Jesus died so that we can have friendship with God. He died so that, you know, everything that God did, as in all of those years throughout the Bible, to the point where Jesus died, God was trying to bring us back to that point of relationship and intimacy with him. You know, he wanted us to come back to that place where, we have friendship with him, just like he had friendship with Adam and Eve in the garden, how God used to come down in the cool of the day and just speak to them. You know, that is what God has intended for us to have, the kind of friendship that he wants with us. So I wanted to say that, you know, relationship is a really big deal to God. Community is something that is a big deal to God. God loves community. He loves friendship. You know, in Genesis, it says that... Um, when he made Adam, he saw that it was not good for him to be alone. And God doesn't like us to be lonely. That's why he made sure that we will have community and we'll have friends. So even as I just, you know, continue speaking throughout to, um, tonight, just make that a point. Just remember that, you know, God, God's heart for us is for us to have relationship. Not only relationship with him, but to have relationship with other people. And he has actually set a standard for what? friendships and relationships should look like you know at the end of that verse it says that this you know even at the beginning of it it says that um 
that he loved his friends. You know, no greater love than this, than to lay down his life. And one way that Jesus showed friendship to his disciples was through serving. You know, he was the greatest servant. And um, I don't know if you guys remember the story that Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. And he told the disciples that, you know, the greatest shall be the servant of all. Like friendship is um, as much as it is about, you know, us benefiting from each other. But the primary thing that we're to do in our friendships is to serve one another. In our friendships, we serve God and we serve one another. And um, the commandment that God gave us, that Jesus said to us, is that love each other. We're called to love each other. We're called to love each other in our friendship. So I just wanted us to look at what is God's standard for love. You know, um, the world has a standard for what love is in friendship, in relationship. If you go on Twitter, you have so many things that's happening that they're saying to you. Or if your friend does this, you know, they have their own standard. But God has a standard for the kind of love that we're meant to have in our friendships, that we're meant to have in our relationships. So if we all just open to 1 Corinthians 13, from verse 4 to 8, you know, I'll read. So it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no records of wrong, love does not delight in evil but rejoices in the truth, it always protects, it always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, love never fails, you know, this is the standard of what God calls love, you know, um, you know, God calls us to be patient. How many of you know that sometimes in friendships you need patience? You know, there's some friendships that will taste your, pa your patience, you know. I know I've been there, <laughs> you know, with certain friendships. But God calls us that even in those moments where we feel like, okay, this person is really getting to my last nerve and I don't have the patience from it. But God says that, you know, we're called to be patient. He calls us to be kind. You know, we're meant to be kind to one another. He also says that... Um, it's not envious. Sometimes it's so easy to be jealous of your friends. I remember, you know, one of my friends was telling me something and he was like, um, have you noticed sometimes it's really hard for you to share? Or, you know, if you find something that's really helpful for you, it's like, oh, you find it difficult to go and share to one of your friends. It's like, okay, this really worked for me. And he was saying that, you know, in this world, we've learned this idea of scarcity mentality, that if I help you, then there's nothing left for me. But in God's kingdom, it's not like that. Like there is always more than enough to go around that we're not made to be envious of each other. You know, God doesn't want us to envy, to be jealous of one another, but God wants us to, you know, love each other, to, you know, protect one another, to encourage one another, you know. And it goes on to say that um, love, it does not boast, it's not proud. You know, sometimes... You know, pride can be one of the biggest things that, you know, in friendship, you can be, it's so easy to become prideful, even with your friends. You know, sometimes you just have to check yourself, like, in the things that I'm saying and doing around my friends, I might be proudful as well. And then it says that love is not self-seeking. There is a place of a selfish friendship. And as I was looking through the Bible, one of the greatest examples of a selfish friendship was David and Jonathan. You know, in, in the book of Samuel, we see Jonathan and David. You know, Jonathan was, by birth, 
he was the rightfully the next person um, to the throne. He was the rightfully the next king. But once Jonathan understood the will and the purpose of God um, on David's life, he gave up what was rightfully his. He selflessly, you know, gave up a whole kingdom. He gave up a whole throne. Like this guy's like, you know what? I'm meant to be king, but because I know the calling that's on your life and because I'm such a good friend for you, he gave up everything. You know, Jonathan protected David when his own father was after David. He saved his life. You know, he selflessly gave what was his, you know, and he wasn't afraid that, you know, because David was going to become greater than he was. He was going to take over the kingdom, but that's just an exa beautiful example of a selfless friendship. And sometimes go God calls us into that place where, you know, in our friendship, we're there to just serve our friends, you know, to help them become who they're meant to be. And that's okay. You know, sometimes you're just there to support someone, to help them get to their next stage. But the world tells us, no, no, if it's not benefiting you, then you don't want to be there. But sometimes God calls us into friendships where we're there to serve one another, where we're there to encourage one another. You know, let, let us be the kind of friends that encourage one another, that are say, okay, God, I've understood the purpose, your purpose on this person's life, and I'm going to do um, whatever it takes to be a good friend, to support that person, you know, to, be, to get to those places that you want them to be. So, yeah, that's something really to just keep in mind. And it also says that love is not easily angered. Yeah, that's a big one right here. You know, it's not easily angered. It is not rude. You know, sometimes your friends will get on your toes. They will, they will annoy you. People will annoy you. But God is saying that, you know, if we're to walk in love, which is the standard of godly friendships, you know, the godly standard of friendships is for us to be loving to one another. That is that we should not be easily angered. We should not be easily angered. And um, in Proverbs, there's a verse that says, um, sorry, let me just find it. There's a verse that says, oh, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one who, who is easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. You know, that's Proverbs 22, verse 24 to 25. See, it says, do not make friends <laughs> with someone that is easily angered. You know, um, one of the things that God calls us to be is our self-control, even in our anger. You know, um, there's one thing that God started teaching to me, which is quite challenging sometimes. You know, sometimes it's so easy to make excuses for the bad behavior that we exhibit. Like, oh, but that's just who I am. I get angry easily. That's just who I am. But the word of God says that's not who you are. That's not your nature. And it's also important that we don't give ourselves excuses for the things that God does not condone. You know, God doesn't condone us to get easily angered. You know, it's say here in, in Proverbs, it just says, um, it says that, you know, you get ensnared, you will learn their ways. You know, you don't want your, fr like, you don't want to make friends with people that are easily angered because you will learn their ways. And anger sometimes leads to sin, sin, and you don't want to sin against God as well but yeah so that's one of the points to really keep in mind um it um and it says that 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. You know, in our friendships, what are the things that, you know, make us laugh? What are the things that we delight in? Are we delighting in the truth of God's word? Are we delighting, you know, in the truth? Are we, are we a friendship that is um, growing around gossip and talking about other people and, you know, speaking bad on other people? Are we a friendship group that speaks the truth, you know, about other people? That's also something to remember. Um, it always protects, it always trusts, and it always hopes and perseveres. You know, um, sometimes in friendship, you need to, are we seeing the best in that person? You know, I think another version says that, you know, it always sees the best in others. Sometimes in our friendships, you know, especially when you become familiar with someone and when you know their flaws, it's so easy to just see that person as their flaws, but not actually recognize the best things of that person. So in our friendships, let's be people that sees the best in, in people. Because when you see, um, I remember someone told me this once that, you know, when someone comes into your presence, they pick up on the vibes that you've had about them. If you've been, if I've been speaking bad about you, when you come into my presence, you can almost pick that up. You know, you you can walk into an environment that like, oh, you know, the vibes are just not right here. But you know, if we are friends that speak good about each other, you know, when you come into a place and people are speaking good about you and they're encouraging you, you almost pick up on that. Even if that person isn't great, but the more we speak, um, good about them and when we see the best in them they will want to live out the best in themselves so that's also something that we should um you know we should endeavor to be in our um, in our in our friendships you know it says love never fails as well love never fails um but yeah so you know some of these characteristics kind of look a bit hard like oh, yo you know <laughs> I don't know if I can do that, but I just want to encourage you that, you know what, when this, um, God doesn't tell us things that we can't be, and, you know, and as I was just reading through, God just reminded me that you have my spirit within me, and then he led me to the verse that says, you know, the fruits of the spirit, and one of them, it says, that, um, you know, the fruits of the spirit in Galatians 22 verse 23, it says that, but the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and against such there is no law. You know, when we are connected to God, it is very easy for us to become good friends, you know, because he's the source of love. And it says that we have his Spirit in us. And when you have the Spirit, like the fruits of the Spirit, that means that they come naturally. When you're connected to the Spirit, these things begin to come to you naturally. You know, so if you're connected to the source, which is God's, which is God and God is love, it's so easy for you to begin to walk out in love. So if you're thinking, oh, but, you know, Charmaine, you're saying all of these things, but I don't think I can do it. It's like God is saying that, you know what, his spirit is there to help us to become those people that walk in love in our friendships, to be those people that are loving to those around us. And, you know, you can't give what you don't have you know it says love your neighbor as yourself that's one of the commandments that god gave us that means that we have to experience the love of god first for us to show forth the love um, of god to others for us to show love to others so one of them 
main things that I'd encourage you to do is just you need to go into that place of encounter with God and ask God to, you know, fill you up with his love so that you can show the love of God to the world, so that you can show forth the love of God in your friendships, so that you can begin to love. You need to experience his love first. And if you haven't experienced that, just ask God and he's ready to give it to you. And um, yeah, so that's just something to, to remember as well. You know, when we're connected and we're intimate with God and we walk and we're filled with the spirit it becomes easier for us to become loving friends it really becomes easier and i can testify of that that i know sometimes i've had friends that are you know high maintenance but you know when <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's true but you know when i'm connected to god and you know i spend time in his presence it's very easy for me to be around those people and to see God's perspective, even in that relationship, in that friendship. So, yeah. So my challenge for me, for us in 2020 is before you go out and look for godly friends, are you a godly friend yourself? You know? So that's an important question to ask ourselves. Am I a godly friend? Am I a loving friend? Because sometimes it's easy to say, okay, I want to see this in someone else. You know, I want to experience, I, I, I want godly friends around me. But you yourself, you're not that. So I feel like, you know, in this 2020, let's really look into ourselves and ask, you know, ourselves that, you know, am I the godly friend that, God, um, that I want to be, you know? It says, do unto others as you would for yourself as well that's a bible verse but yeah so having looked at that as us you know becoming godly friends i just want us to look at what kind of friends we need to surround ourselves with and why we need godly friends around us as even as we go into this new year you know like se was saying that you know maybe you want to be more intentional in your relationship with god or you want to serve more in church or there's certain gifts and talents that you want to you know develop in this new year you know, like what kind of friends are we meant to have around us? And Proverbs actually has a lot to say about friendship. That book, guys, go read Proverbs. There's a lot of wisdom in that book. Some of it is cutting, but, you know, it's really good. <laughs> but, yeah, so in Proverbs 12, verse 26, it says that the righteous choose their friends carefully, but the ways of the wicked lead them astray. You know, here we see that we're meant to choose our friends carefully, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it is needful for us to even ask God, okay, what kind of friends do you want me to have around me? Because your friends impact a lot. We all know that our friends influence us in so many different ways, you know? Some, there's a saying that, you know, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. You know, our friends play a big part in our lives, you know, in our destiny. So it is important that we choose our friends wisely. You know, um, I remember before coming to uni, you know, everyone was telling me that Leicester is mad. Everyone is going to move mad. And people were telling me that when you get to Leicester, you're going to change. You're going <laughs> to, yeah, you are going to change. And um, yeah, you're going to start, you know, drinking clubbing because they're like oh you're gonna stop loving god i know that for sure when you go to leicester that was what people was telling me and um i remember my pastor she came up to me and she told me that 
pray for your friends before you go there because the kind of friends you surround yourself with can help sustain you and they can help you keep on that path. So I remember, you know, I didn't take it seriously. I was like, okay, cool. I just prayed. I was like, yeah, God. So I just prayed that, you know, you help me find friends when I get to uni. So, yeah. And then I remember when I got to my accommodation, um, the, my next door neighbor, you know, I saw her, you know, when we were coming, just like, hi, hi. And I was like, okay, cool. Then I didn't see her for like two weeks. And then finally we met again downstairs. And then we were talking. And then she's like, do you know what? The first time my parents saw you, they were like, I want you to be friends with that girl. And they didn't know me. I don't know these people. And then I was like, oh, okay, interesting. And she was like, my parents have been calling me for the past two weeks saying, have you made friends with that girl yet? And I was like, wow, okay. So we became friends and everything, and she was exactly the kind of friend I needed. She loved God and everything. And actually, she's the one who brought me to Imprint. So it's interesting that, you know, God actually put her in my life for a reason, that even her parents were pushing her, you know, to become friends with me. So, you know, it is actually important sometimes to pray for to ask God, what are the kind of friends that you want me to have? Who do you want me to surround myself with? Because he will definitely answer that prayer for you. Because even all the friends that are made in, um, in first year, I can definitely testify that I can see why God put you in my life. And because of that, instead of me coming to Leicester and, you know, moving away from God, it actually helped me. When I came here now, I was actually moving closer and closer to God. And that was because of the kind of friends that I had around me as well. You know, they were encouraging me. When, when other people were inviting us to go out, we could, you know, sometimes when you have your friends that stand there with you, I was like, oh, no, I don't need to go out. I have Toby. Me and Toby will stay in our room. <laughs> you know, we'll have fun. So, yeah. So it's actually important to, we can also ask God for the kind of friends that we have. You know, in Proverbs 13, verse 20, it says, Walk with the wise and you become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. You know, you, if you surround yourself with wise, godly friends, you're going to become wise and more godly. You know, for some of us, our New Year's resolutions this year might be, oh, I want to get closer to God. You know, I want to pursue God's will for my life. The kind of friends you have in your life actually either build that, that desire or they can, you know, like quench that desire. So if you're saying this year, what are your goals? What do you want to see this year? Do your friends reflect that? Do your friends understand that? You know, are your friends encouraging you to become more godly? Are your parents, uh, are your friends pushing you? Even in terms of uni, you might be saying, okay, this year I want to be a bit, bit more focused. But all your uni friends, you know, when you're together, all you do is just chat away or just go out and you don't do your work. You know, sometimes you need to find people that push you and actually encourage you to do your assignments together. So let's be wise in choosing our friendships. And yeah, you know, um, in Proverbs 27 verse 17, it says, you know, irons sharpens irons. And no, uh, no, um, so one person sharpens another, you know. We're here to help each other in our friendships. We're here to sharpen each other in our friendships. And I just wanted to encourage you that, you know what, God doesn't want you to be alone, even in this uni life. God doesn't want you to be alone. And that, you know, 
if you feel like, okay, I might not have a lot of friends right now. I don't think I have the godly friends, you know, that you're talking about. I don't have friends that, you know, encourage me to do all these things that I want to do, you know. It says, ask and it shall be given to you. You know, God wants to give you those kind of friends. And um, um, also, just in wrapping up as well, I just want to talk about the different types of friendships, and that is okay. You know, some friends, you know, are there to learn from us. Some friends are there to teach us. You know, some friends are there to encourage us. You know, it's also important to identify what kind of friendship do I have with this person? What role are they playing in my life? And also, it's actually okay to cut off some people off our lives. You know, some friends, we don't need them. But the way that you do that is also important. You know, we're still meant to do that in love. Because where we're going, some of us, where, where some of you are going, some of the friends that you have can't go there with you. You know, they're not encouraging you to do that. And it's also important to remember that even in friendships, there are seasons, you know, because, you know, sometimes we can get frustrated. Oh, why am I not as close to that person as I used to be? Like, it's okay. Sometimes they're just seasons in friendships. And the way that we handle that is meant to still be in love, you know, that we should not be rude. We should be patient and everything. So I just want to encourage you that, you know, let us be bold, even in making friends. You know, one thing that I learned this Christmas break is that, you know, my pastor, she's like, I don't understand. Why is it people are so afraid to just go up to someone and say, I want to be friends with you? I was like, hmm, that is something that I don't really see in this generation. But I was reminded last summer, someone just came up to me. And that was the first time I've actually ever had someone do that to me. Just like, Charmaine, I want to be your friend. You know, and I was like, oh, wow. And it was nice as in, I might not have realized that, but now I start building friendship and relationship with that person. And sometimes it's actually, it's actually us just taking those bold steps that, you know, you might see someone and be like, okay, I want to be friends with Calvin, you know. I want to be friends with someone, you know. <laughs> so, you know, you might be saying, I want godly friends, and, you know, you might see someone and you say, okay, you know what, I think you can encourage me what I want to do. Sometimes be bold, you know, pray about the friendships and, you know, and just be bold in taking those steps. And don't be afraid, you know, and God doesn't want you to be lonely either. And we, we here at Imprint, you know, we say home, this is where home is. We want, um, we want a community of people and we want you to find friends in this place. And we don't want anyone to be lonely here. So, you know, find friends. You know, after church sometimes, it's a great opportunity to make friends. I remember when I first came to Imprint, I used to just run out. Soon after church, you know, I just run out like, okay, do you see, see you guys next week? But the more I started staying and actually started speaking to people, that's how I began to build relationships and friendships. And sometimes it's about coming out of your comfort zone. You know, some of you might say, oh, I'm an introvert. I find it really difficult, you know, to speak to people. Sometimes it's actually just pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone and just saying, you know what, God, I'm going to take that bold step and I'm going to start making friends. So yeah, I just want to end with this scripture, which is Ecclesiastics 4, verse 9 to 12. And it says, Two are better than one, because they have a good return of their labor. If either of them fall down, one can help the other one up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them. 
Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. Uh, but how can one keep home alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three stra strands is not quite broken. It's not quickly broken. You see, God wants us to, you know, have friends because like these verses that, you know, the people around us hold us up. You know, there are times, there are seasons when, you know, we're tired. Like Sam gave us a testimony that he was weak in faith, but Josh made a bold prayer of faith and that helped him and that held him up. So let's surround ourselves with friends that encourage us, that hold us up. And also as we continue into this year, let's just be really intentional about our friendships and the kind of friends that we're making. Let's be intentional to serve one another in our friendships. Let's be intentional to walk in love, um, you know, in our friendships. And, you know, even just asking God, God, fill me up with your love so I can be a better friend. You know, teach me to be a better friend. Uh, teach me how I can be a better friend to this person in this season, in the time that they're in. And also, yeah, so just keep believing and just trusting God and Go and make friends. Sometimes it's just as easy as that. Go make friends and, yeah, identify those people. Thank you, guys.